0: We are so honored that you're here with us for season three. We want to share, connect, and grow the paper flower community with you. Welcome to Paper Talk. Thank you for listening to this episode of Paper Talk. Today's episode is sponsored by patron Elaine Lim. We appreciate your donation and we're excited to keep creating content for the paper flower community. If you're interested in supporting us, head on over to Patreon page at www.patreon.com backslash and sign up as a patron. We would love to see you there.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Paper Talk. Today, we have Poi Granati of Summer Space Studio with us, and we're super excited to have her here to talk about her paper- Paper flower Journey. Welcome, Poi. Welcome, Poi. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you here because we've been following you since the beginning, I think, of your journey and seeing you grow I as mean, an artist. I mean, me too.
2: <laughs>
1: who doesn't follow you guys? <laughs> oh my you're too kind. <laughs> I know, you are too kind. you have surprised, no. <laughs> no, but I, I I distinctively remember, I think you reached out to us or at least you, you know per, on a personal I think you reached out to me. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing mm-hmm. your work. I remember, I think we had a little bit of like a small chat too. And I remember seeing mm-hmm. your work and thinking, oh, wow, this girl has like really distinct way of presenting her work. And also for some reason, I was really drawn into the graphics you used. I think because you show a lot of oh. your logo or yes. something related. I can't recall mm-hmm. exactly. But mm-hmm. when I think about mm-hmm. you, that's what I do think about. Something very packaged, like very well packaged. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm excited to hear about your paper paper flower journey <laughs> yeah, me too. so that like I might answer some questions in my head about why why is she this way why does she make her paper flowers like this why does she present herself like this so yeah so Poi tell
2: us a little bit about you know first how you started how did you pick up paper flowers okay this is gonna be like a long journey but I'm gonna try to like wrap it up but um <laughs> it's starting in like 2017 that's when I was first graduated in, in my master's from NYU so let me like talk it a little bit because of uh, the program that i that i went to has something to do with my with my journey so the program that i went to is called interactive telecommunications so the name is like doesn't ring any bells right so basically it's like a design space for engineer and like an engineer place for designers so like you know it doesn't matter what kind of background you came from but like you know when you're in this space you share i get to learn how to code i get to learn how to like make a switch and make a light bulb and like programming and like all those different things so um, with that since they have like a variety of classes they have this one class called 100 days of making so it's basically like you know you pick a topic for 100 days and then you stick to it and every two weeks you come to class and present how you evolve so the idea of this is like you know you choose a topic that's big enough for you to explore but small enough to give you a constraint to work every day so like the idea is not like you spend like eight hours on one thing but like like block maybe one, one or two hours to work on like a same thing for hundred days and see how you grow or like learn from it. But funny thing is that I didn't take that class while I was in school. When I was graduated, I was trying to find a job. So back then in college, I mean, in master's, I was, I wanted to be a UX designer. So I have a background in advertising, branding, and graphic design. And like, it's kind of evolved that I want to be a UX designer while working on my master's. So it was kind of like, okay, like, you know, I have this skills and background and then how did that evolve into UX design? So like, you know, I was like, eh, maybe like, you know, I don't have to like take a class for someone to tell me to do something for hundred days. I can do that myself. And then I realized <laughs> I couldn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to be
2: established a routine. <laughs> exactly. And then when I was graduated, I was like, you know, finding a job, being an international student back then, it was really hard and it was stressful because like, you know, living in the city—it's like a lot of money day by day. Mm-hmm. If you're not making enough money, right? But I—I I know that I still want to leave in New York. But um, I have a great friend. Her name is Casey and Paula. They took the class. You know, they were saying like, "Oh my God! Like, hundred days changed my life." And I was like, "How? Like, you know, how doing one thing a day change your life? Like, you know, is this overstated? Like, you know that?" <laughs> but then, like, <laughs> my friend—they were saying like, you know, like, but boy, you have the time now. Like, you know, you're waiting for your offer. You're waiting for someone to email you back or like. Find finding a job, why not just like put this stress aside and then work on something that you've never did before? And then I know that I, like, I've always been a paper person. I love make pop-up books. I love paper craft. any types of papers. I was so like drawn to it. And I know that I love playing with colors. Like I was brand designer, but, and also graphic designer. I was like, you know, very visual person. So I was like, okay, let me try a hundred days of paper craft because like, you know, I never actually dive deep into it like all right let's just try 100 days of paper craft and then i just feel like you know first day it was like making that paper cactus out of cardboard. And then the second day I spent like almost two days trying to make like a paper cut card. And I was like, okay, this is probably too much. So Instagram and Pinterest show <laughs> <Yes>. me some <laughs> paper flowers. And talking back to that, I wasn't a flower person because I feel bad that like, you know, you're buying something and then it's going to die. And then I have to throw it away. And I have, I am a plant killer. So I do that every time that I buy plants and it has to die. <laughs> this one right here, because of my husband, he's really good at it. <laughs> all the plants that are alive in my apartment is all the credit to my husband. But um, yeah, so like, you know, I found paper flowers like, oh, people make paper flowers. Like, all right. Then maybe I'll just, you know, I talked to my friend Casey and Paula and they were like, yeah, you need to like, you know, scope it down a little bit, like, you know, constrain the time for two hours, not more than this. If you want this habit to stick, because like you, you can't do anything for like, you know, eight hours a day and keep continuing. Right. So it's like, if you want to grow, like give yourself a constraint. So that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to do paper flowers. And then I just give myself one goal that like, all right, let's finish a hundred days and then see where it takes me. That's the only goal that I have. And then I was surprised that at day 60, I think one of the friends were like, hey, Like you know, I have this girl that I really like, but she lives in Michigan. Can you make something? I'll pay you, and then we send something there. And I was like, oh, people actually gonna pay me for my work? (laughs) (laughs) That's feeling. (laughs) Like yeah, it's like oh, I can make money out of this. Like it's just crazy, right? And then I don't know what to price. And like you know, I I don't know. Like you know, how much you want to pay me? That's the first work, and and I think I spent two days making four peonies and he was paying like 40 bucks but that was like the biggest money that I have like oh my god I made 40 bucks out of this. <laughs> yeah. but that's like a big moment yeah I remember it was like oh wow like you know people actually want to buy this so I guess after the 100 days I also have to credit like one of the professor who took this 100 day class to to NYU her name is Catherine Dillon she was the one who was like you know encourage you and then she was like a mentor as well and I went to her and be like yeah thank you so much to like you know giving me this idea of 100 days because it's like I know now what Casey and Paula said that like it's changed it's changed your life and it does and fast forward to this day it's like something that I found and I fell in love with it it's not just about the flower I think I I was drawn into like my design process is like starting with matching the colors together and then the flower comes later
1: yeah we had Inga Peterson on last week and we were talking about Mm -hmm. how her fine arts degree kind of it shifted the way she thought about the process and it trained mm-hmm. her to commit to a process and i think that's the same thing i mean you have a graphic design background which is similar to hers you've got done mm-hmm. through the 100 day mm-hmm. that's is that not like similar i don't know to me it seems like it is it's forcing you to Mm -hmm. have a process, Mm -hmm. to have a Mm -hmm. plan, to do things in a Mm -hmm. particular way for every project you do. And that training itself, it's like discipline. Mm -hmm. It's like having, I don't know. I I don't know. I'm I'm just throwing it out there, obviously, because I haven't done that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) can we imagine that going, you know, going to school, going through this, being taught the process, being expected to show drafts, Mm -hmm. show your Mm -hmm. steps. They force you to do that in graphic Mm -hmm. design school, right? Show your steps. You do everything Mm -hmm. by hand, but there's a reason for that. There's a reason for Mm -hmm. all of the things that they teach you and do you find that helps
2: or do you find that that transferred to what you're doing now I think it's everything combining because before I was a graphic designer I worked in an advertising agency as an account executive mm. so like I'm really and I'm a Virgo so like planning, 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 everything (laughs) has to be perfect. So, but I think with a hundred days, it's actually dish all the professionals in me that you don't have to like have a perfect flower today. Just like celebrate the small wins that, okay, today I I make this flower and then like, okay, maybe I don't like the shape or the color. I'll change Mm -hmm. it tomorrow. So I'll try maybe the same flower, but different shape on, on some mistakes that I did before. And I think like that's still like a, a thing that taught me until today, that, every time I start something, I'm kinder to myself that you don't have to wait for everything to be perfect and just put it out there. If it has to be fixed, then fix it later. Oh, that's, so. a ne- that's fascinating. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I want to go back to mm-hmm. how you were talking about two mm-hmm. hours a day. When I was, mm-hmm. something has shifted for me this year because we were working so much on the computer and I had so much editing to do and mm-hmm. so much writing and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I still had paper mm-hmm. flower orders, but the only time I could fit it in was in the evening and it got to be like a really long day. But the really surprising thing for me is when I forced myself, it's like I only have two or three hours each night to make paper flowers. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was mm-hmm. more productive and I was mm-hmm. looking forward to the next day to completing or mm-hmm. continuing the process. And it was just really Mm -hmm. because I was thinking back when I did the cherry blossom where I blocked out like two Mm -hmm. months where I did it Mm -hmm. well, 14 hours a day. It was very draining, right? But it was very, it was a different Mm -hmm. process at that time. But I just Mm -hmm. felt like it was a lot more freeing for me when I just put a time Mm -hmm. on because I do a new thing right now where I give myself a timer where I say Mm -hmm. I'm going to do emails for like 30 minutes and I better Mm -hmm. finish it in 30 minutes. Otherwise, I have to move on to the next project. And I think that has really refocused my energy to be more Mm -hmm. concise and more productive so I really mm-hmm. like that a lot you know why because your
2: bra- our brains love deadlines yes <laughs> yeah. <It's> under pressure. <laughs> It's so cool. <laughs> yeah if you give yourself two months like ah you start like a, a week before yeah i have to break yeah. down
0: to smaller chunks otherwise mm-hmm. it seems too overwhelming jesse mm-hmm. and i we do so much and just knowing mm-hmm. that i can make it smaller and more manageable mm-hmm. and easier to mm-hmm. like oh i can easily write one blog and versus i have mm-hmm. to write a five series part i was like that seems overwhelming right. when you mm-hmm. break it down it's like oh if i just do an outline and then tomorrow i'll come back and do Mm -hmm. like the filler part it just seems a lot easier and your mind Mm -hmm. can like really establish Mm -hmm. that yeah I love that yeah so talking about career changing point Mm -hmm. what project or what client Mm -hmm. do you feel like oh my gosh I think I can make a career Mm -hmm. out of paper flowers
2: (laughs) it's funny there's like a different phrases so when you're talking about time blocking so like you know after 100 days I think I finished that and then I found a job I work at a U.S as a UX designer at Estee Lauder in New York and like you know I was so lucky that my team was super supportive like you know they're like, oh you make paper flowers on the side that's great and like you know I shifted my time that back then it was like a side job kind of thing that every day like you know UX a lot of people working on the computer right and like you like I block mm-hmm. my time either before or after work or like you know in on the weekends and sometimes it works for me because sometimes my husband working on the weekends so like I have weekends all by myself <laughs> and I think like you know going back to that it's like you know doing both things at the same time it's kind of like fun in a different way like okay today i'm like focusing on like my full-time job you know for eight or ten hours and then after this i get to make paper flowers one hour or like being to watch some shows right but i think that like the shift like a big shift that like you know the first one that i feel like i made it is i mean finishing the hundred days and then i was like okay what can what else can i do with this than than just like, hey, do you want to buy my paper flowers? I basically take four to five flowers in the bouquet, put it in the back and walk around New York, like literally walk in and out the store in New York being like, hey, and I think about like, As a UX designer and also a designer, like, you know, you kind of like see the target group, who would be my audience, who would be the person who would value also like, you know, think about paper flowers, who would be my people, basically. So I didn't walk into like, you know, other stores that I don't think it fits me. I walked into Madewell. I walked into West M. I walked Mm -hmm. into Anthropology. Mm-hmm. Right I just see like, hey, I have this paper flower. <laughs> Can I, yeah. Can I talk to your manager? And then I asked her manager like, hey, do you want to do workshops or do you want to do a pop-up? So that's where it started. And I think for the pop-up for Madewell, I think I saw Sarah Kim. She did the pop-up at Madewell in LA. Yes. Like, oh, so Madewell actually opened for this. So I asked the store in New York. And then I think when I had pop-up and then work at Madewell and then also did a pop-up with them. That's when I'm like, oh. Like people actually like come, like when you see like a human interactions, you're like people come in and like, oh, this is paper. Oh, this is handmade. And, you know, when I started doing the workshops and a lot of people walking out and they're happy and like, oh, I wasn't a crafty person, but I can make this paper flowers. Like, I think I found my new hobby. That's still like a, tagline in my head that like gets me going even though I work like you know for the whole day and then I had to like teach the workshop from like 7 to to 10 and then get home around like midnight I'm still like fully charged and I feel so happy that like you know this is I was so proud that like this is my I found the job that I love you know both ways like I was gonna like stop on the studio a little bit when I got my full-time job because like and like I don't want to give my job like you know I want to give my job undivided attention that you know I'm all 100% of it because like, I love being UX too, um, so much. But then like, you know, my friend again, Paula and Casey, same person, same people. They're like, no, but I think you can do both. Like all my friends, not just like these two, but like all my friends that were like, I, I think you found your happy place. Then, then just continue doing it. Yeah. You're going to be super tired, but you're happy at the end of the day. Right. And I said, yeah, that's true. So I think yes, like back I then that. it's like, you know, managing the time yeah yeah i think it's really important to find like a really good supporting system and i'm Mm -hmm. i feel so fortunate that i have those kind of people definitely i think that is so important mm -hmm. finding Mm
0: -hmm. your small little click circle that will Mm -hmm. support you no matter what you do even though if our family Mm -hmm. and our some of our close friends don't understand what paper flowers are i think we get that a lot it's like what Mm -hmm. paper flowers you're making a living out of paper flowers how is that possible? Right. And yeah. finding people that will figure out what crafting means. It's a whole different mm-hmm. type of people that understands the joy and happiness mm-hmm. of that quiet moment of creating something. I think mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. just a piece of joy in itself that you can mindlessly put together and then you create something mm-hmm. beautiful. And it doesn't have to be beautiful yeah. in someone else's eye, but if as long as it's beautiful in your mm-hmm. own eyes, it's totally right. worth it. And you feel so yeah. confident. You're in this positive place. I love it so much. And just hearing you right. talk about this brings me so much joy. I love it when people are like, yay, paper
2: flowers. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like, go back to Jesse's question. I know that I like drag you out of the a topic a little bit, but like the big moment, I think it's still a blessing in disguise because when COVID hit, I got let go in May from my job. Like I cried for two days because I love that job so much. And like, it's like, yeah, it's unfortunate and like, you know, something you can't help. But I feel so lucky that I have this studio I'm like, all right, then maybe this is a sign that just pushed like you know full gear on the studio. I mean, I pushed full gear before, but I didn't have the time, right? So I took it as a blessing in disguise. And then like I know that I knew back then that we're gonna move out to Long Island with a two bedroom instead of like a one studio on the fifth floor walk up in Manhattan. (laughs) (laughs) It's just crazy, like you know. I felt like okay, if I made it here in Manhattan, like you know, doing all this MacGyver thing, I didn't have any money. I had to walk around new york i i pull through and i i still you do whatever i can to to teach to sell to do things and if i keep that and like take into like now at this moment when i feel like okay like if i want to spend like some money on like buying new printer i think i can so you know now like i have all the opportunity all the time and all the support right so mm-hmm. like you know there's no time better than this to just push put full gear and do it so i think that's like a big turning point like you know, so it's been what, like four to five months now. And I feel like more confident every day that, all right, I'm just going to wake up and I'm just going to do it. So I don't know it's going to take me, but, you know, just put 110% into it and see where it takes. <laughs> yeah. I love that.
0: So how
2: do customers
0: find you these days? Do they find you like on Instagram? Do you have an Etsy shop or do you have your own website?
2: Yeah. So right now I have my website and mostly Instagram, but like, to be honest, like every small business owners, right. We start from like friends and family. I like first started like, hey all the friends this is the post I'm gonna tag you so you have to repost my story <laughs> and I tell everyone about it. <laughs> but also at the same time like all my friends sometimes just like talking about my stuff and they give me like a lot of support like hey I want to support you I know that you're so passionate about it I want to buy you a flower for my mom I want to buy like you know can I buy your kid can I go to your workshop I actually host like a workshop for free for all my friends during the uh, pandemic being like I'll send you awesome. a kid and then we'll yeah. do, it and do a workshop so
1: it's I have to say i love that and i we don't hear a lot about this from other people but i love that you go out of your way to make opportunities for yourself Yes. to mm-hmm. be heard, to share Thank what you. you do with other people, because that's how other people know mm-hmm. what you do. If you don't talk about it, they're not mm-hmm. going to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd love that you're taking yeah. the initiative to do that. And maybe that is from, you know, your background in advertising and marketing. You know <laughs> that people need to know what you do in yeah. order for them to share, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. I, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And I think the reality is you're right. Our first, very first supporters are probably our close friends or friends of mm-hmm. friends within our immediate right. circle. And once those mm-hmm. people start spreading the word, then you know that oh, you know you've you, now you can like look at other people, but they've already done half the work for you. Yes. So yeah, so <laughs> no, I love that you're thinking like that because I think this yeah, like I said, not many people talk about that. Yeah, I think that's a great tip actually for a lot of people. I'm is happy to, it, you
2: find it useful. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> like yeah. to. It's not always having to go out and like, oh, I need to find those market. You can Mm -hmm. utilize people who want to support you or even if they're not actively trying to support you, but they've shown interest Mm -hmm. because you're their friends. Mm -hmm. They know you, like it's a six degrees thing, Mm -hmm. right? Or two degrees, Mm -hmm. let's say. Just them knowing about somebody else and making those connections. I think that's Mm -hmm. a great way to start off. You know, those people Mm -hmm. are going to be with you for a long time because they know somebody who knows somebody. Everyone likes knowing somebody Mm -hmm. who knows somebody, right? Exactly. So (laughs) I think that's for sure. a great tip! I think it's a great tip, and yeah. it's actionable. It's so easy. Mm-hmm. right like you said mm-hmm. just invite all your friends or people you know to hey you know let's come in let's go let's have a
2: gathering and let's make paper mm-hmm. flowers together and mm-hmm. drink you know one right and then at the end I think I, I just sent them like a google survey and like I asked them like okay like what do you like about this how much would you pay what do you think about the kit what kind of information that I'm missing here so like you know add on to that it's like you know when I first started I like you know make maybe like two to four, like five flowers, and then ask around, like, who would you want to buy this for? Would you like to buy yourself? If not, why not? So, like, you know, taking in all the feedback. And mm-hmm. yes, like, you know, sometimes you feel discouraged to be like, oh, no one wants to buy this. But, you know, taking that to a different way that are you serving yourself to make yourself happy or you're serving them? So exactly. that's like a thin line between that, right? Mm-hmm. If, like, you know, there's a lot of flowers in the back that, like, I love this one so much, but no one actually buy that one. But the one that I'm like, all right, like, I'm okay with having this but like that's the one that like a bestseller so like you know it's too mind-blowing yes.
1: <laughs> you know? oh so true yes <laughs> the
2: marketer yeah. thing yep.
1: that's statistics right yes. and the numbers it's like, like what do you do on the numbers it's research and then
0: what do you yeah. do on the numbers and mm-hmm. the feedback yeah. I right? think creative mm-hmm. they do not research on numbers I think it's a no. foreign thing our brain doesn't work on numbers well but sometimes mm-hmm. forcing yourself to look at your numbers and be like okay mm-hmm. you know Instagram's a, a really good one Because they give you free Mm -hmm. stats. When are people Mm -hmm. commenting on your posts? When are they Mm -hmm. actually active? That's when you should post everybody. Or what's your demographic? They actually give you the age Mm -hmm. group and the Mm -hmm. city and the timeline. Exactly. It's so important to be like, okay, I just have to quickly look at it for the week and says, okay, next Mm -hmm. week, I saw a lot of people comment on my Tuesday post, but not so much on Mm -hmm. Monday. I'm not going to post on Monday. Mm -hmm. I'll post on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And then you just kind of refocus your post to focus more on your demographic. Mm -hmm graphics and the age group right that's a really key thing mm-hmm. like people in their 20s mm-hmm. are going to be very different from the 30s and people from the 40s so just kind of mm-hmm. like target that and play around because you never know mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. you say or what you post well he'll mm-hmm. do a journal right i mean that's
1: one I was, thing yeah. i do yeah i think yeah. one of the tricky things with using instagram though because the algorithm is all over the place <laughs> yes. is, it's, 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 the place. it's, it's <laughs> kind of like okay well people like there's so many people who love this post on tuesday versus thursday mm-hmm. is it, I posted on Tuesday or because I posted a flower mm-hmm. they like? Yes. because we were just talking right. about feedback in terms yes. of the flower mm-hmm. that I think everyone's going to love oh my god I get like a mm-hmm. hundred likes but the flower that I'm like eh, I'm not so sure about but something caught their eye there's like a thousand likes mm-hmm. like I think one of the mm-hmm. differences is unlike your feedback form, you don't mm-hmm. get to understand why. You just know the numbers. Right. And mm-hmm. so like, I think there is value definitely in looking at Instagram mm-hmm. statistics, because I think it does, you know, generally it's pretty accurate. You know, if it's always right. Tuesday, it's probably because it's always Tuesday mm-hmm. that people are, yeah. are on. But at the same time, it's mm-hmm. like the small group studies. Mm-hmm. those are, mm-hmm. those cool. are so invaluable. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like, like sure. those people, like you said, made might've made those flowers themselves. So they know the process. Mm -hmm. they know like they're probably like oh i'm struggling with this would i pay Mm -hmm. someone else to make it like yeah probably i think having that experience themselves they'll understand how much time it takes how much work it takes and talent Mm -hmm. so yeah no i i definitely i
2: think both ways i mean my two cents are Mm -hmm. yeah both things have value to add that into like you know you're discovering and then like all the numbers and, and whatnot like as a UX designer, again, like, you know, if you like see your demographics and all age group, like one thing that we do for like research research is like figure out the touch points. Like, you know, say that people age group 21 to two 30, where do they go? Where do they eat? How much money do they make? So like, you know, they probably go to a store like Madewell, right? For example, but they probably not go to a store like this because this might be too expensive. Or so like, you know, define that. What is their touch points? What, like, you know, what kind of people they hang out with. So with that, it's kind of like so you not about advertising but also like knowing what to say in your content mm-hmm. and you know when you think about when to scale up or what kind of pitch or like you know the collaborations you want to work with like this is kind of people that you want to grab so just add it to what you've yeah, already yes, said sure. <laughs> definitely <speaking> collaborations <laughs> yeah. I know that you've been doing a lot of workshops with I'm trying to remember mm-hmm. what that store name is Craft Jam and I did with Arrange which is a floral studio and then Adore in no-ho. I I'm mean I did to, a lot of uh, <laughs> yeah I'm, well anyway oh, I keep on seeing great. it on your Instagram yes I'm so you jealous know, you're doing
1: a workshop there or you've got flowers selling there so I mean just mm-hmm. getting your, your paper flowers in front of people mm-hmm. and how do you choose your collaborators I mean since we're talking about marketing mm-hmm. collaborating
2: right so for the first like a very first time with Craft Jam there are like a craft places they like offer a lot of craft places for Craft Jam I think it was just that you know I just found out that they don't have a paper flower class yet so like I'm gonna be the first one so yeah I just reached out to them and I feel like okay maybe I fit in the class space which is great like you know craft jam is still great I still like want to work with them but like you know now it's like turned to virtual and like with the time that I have it doesn't really work out but and then with other like florists for me back then I feel like okay what kind of people and also what kind of places that you know you wouldn't think of like okay like florists like that's gonna be the people who like fresh flowers right but then when does the paper flower come into play? So so what is the pain point for the fresh flowers florists, right? they probably can't find a certain flowers on a season. But one thing that favorite flowers can do is like an off-season flower. So maybe we combine that and like showing that to the community where like, okay, you're you a florist and then you want to go to the fall arrangement class. But also if you want to learn how to make paper anemones, because like, you know, right now anemones, it's not in season. So you can do that for your client as well. So I think it's not just about reaching to the new territory, but also kind of give yourself a, a space to explore if you fit in that space or so. And I learned so much from like Shiomi. She's the owner of the Adore um, Floral Forest. And she like, you know, make ranunculus with me. And she was like, oh, like, you know, I didn't know this is how much work like put into like a small little petal, how it's like stacking and waiting for the glue to dry. And she was like, you know, blown away by it. And I learned so much from flower her skills of flower, floral arrangement. So I think like, I love the workshop that like it doesn't really matter if you don't have any, any like crafting experiences but I still learn from you anyway because mm-hmm. it's like you know news perspective and like new lenses and your background and yeah so and I think that's what I look for when I when I teach workshops it's not about me teaching I'm just yeah. giving you my way of doing you me your way of doing and we combine forces and then we create something fun and new that's so cool i hope that answered your question (laughs) yes (laughs) Yes, definitely no it does (laughs) i
1: mean that's what i was curious about like how you choose Mm -hmm. your collaborators and everyone has a different Mm -hmm. requirements i guess or criteria Mm -hmm. in terms of who they would Mm -hmm. want to collaborate with So, but I mean, seeing what you've been doing on your Instagram, like doing and you sharing it Mm. on your Instagram, I've always had questions Mm -hmm. about, oh, why did you decide to do this or decide to do that? Mm -hmm. Like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So now that you are, it's your full-time gig. Congratulations, by by the way. way. (laughs) Thank you. So awesome. It's so
2: awesome. It's still kind of funny to like, you know, say it out loud, but yeah, I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) you should. You know what I mean. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) for sure. Like, do you, what are your plans for the next couple of months? Mm -hmm. A good question because like every day I still wake up and like oh I want to update my portfolio and then go back to work at, as a UX and then do this on the side because I did it before and <laughs> now like I have all the plan the system done I trying to automate everything working on the website I have to update my website and once that done I know that you know if I want to do it I can do both because like you know it's not about like oh okay like you're doing both and like you know you are giving one other like you know divided attention but um for me I feel like I'm really good at time management and I. Feel like if i want to do it i can but for now i feel like i want to block maybe six months to again Pushing two hundred percent on it and see where it takes me because I have the time now and like I don't I feel like okay I'm asking myself like honestly like you know what do you want to focus on so I mm-hmm. feel like okay give myself six months to and it's now on like the second month okay so I have four months left <laughs> 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 again like you know giving me the timeline like the hundred days yeah. like, okay six months if and I have the goal of like okay this is how much I'm making of course like money is a it's yes. a, a, definitely it's in a the reality yeah. it is yeah yeah I have to leave I have a cat to feed he's fat um, and then... <laughs> you don't have to make as much <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's on diet, but diet food is really expensive too. <laughs> it's true, it's more expensive <laughs> than regular food. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but, you know, with that, I feel like, okay, give myself six months and then I still like do some like use case and like user research on the side and kind of like reading articles about UX and like, and that's kind of, it's kind of like give a benefit to work on the studio as well because like the way that I think about, okay what's the user journey for people who wants to order custom orders it's different from i pitch for a workshop with the big company or a small company Mm -hmm. when the people landed on my page if they're different how do i like prioritize the the user who comes in if this is kind of user what should they see first and putting that on like a feed of content. And I think that's kind of UX in a way. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, with that, I try, I'm trying to document all this process of like what I learned and, you know, what's the next step and what I have to learn more. So I think like the, the answer to the question is that like, I'll, I'll tell you again in, in four months if I'm like, you know, continue doing <laughs> this and, that. you know, where <laughs> am I going? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think a lot of people can relate to what you're doing right now. Some people maybe mm. are thinking about switching careers or they've Mm -hmm. been forced to consider early or Mm -hmm. they, they just want to, they're thinking about it. Like, how do I do that? How do I transition out? And I think that's like the most Mm -hmm. difficult time. Like Mm -hmm. when do I actually decide, okay, I'm done with this. I'm going to move on. Or do I try to straight, you know, balance both of them in my life? Like, how Mm -hmm. do I do that? And we get Mm a lot of questions about, you know, at what point do you know you should just Go ahead, 100%. But I love how you're thinking about it is you're giving yourself a deadline where you're saying, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to try this out for X amount of time because I think you kind of do have to, you know, some Mm -hmm. things can't be done 30%, 50%, 80%. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to go 100 or Mm -hmm. 200% or else Mm -hmm. it's not going to go anywhere. So I love how you're thinking about, okay, six months, I'm going to go 200% and we're going to see what happens. And at that, you know, at Mm -hmm. the end of that six months, reevaluate, am I going anywhere? Uh, have I reached any milestones? Do I need to consider other things? Or is this it? Like if I'm is that it? You know, is this my trial? Mm-hmm. So I love hearing from you about the process and what you're going through in your mm-hmm. mind because I think that it's not something that we talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. We talk about, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. we're going to try it out. But what does that mean? What does that yeah. look like? Mm-hmm. And so you are actually articulating it, I think is very helpful for people who are thinking, okay, what does that look like? If I'm going to take a sabbatical from my job and right. reevaluate and try this out, mm-hmm. what milestones or what, not even milestones, what mm-hmm. point, what objectives must I meet before right. I decide, okay, at that point, yeah, this is good. Or if I fail to meet Mm -hmm. them, then what happens? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I want to add two cents to that. As you're putting
0: your end goal, I would say I highly recommend talking to someone, someone in your field Mm -hmm. or someone that you can bounce ideas and to Mm -hmm. say, hey, this is my goal. Am I reaching it? Are you on the right path? How can I change it? Because Mm -hmm. you see yourself veering away from it. How do you go back on Mm. that track and keep moving up? I think it's really important to be talking about it and hearing Mm -hmm. you talk about it. The way my brain works is when I talk about, I actually hear myself talking about it. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to be able to reflect Mm -hmm. on words. Either you're writing it down, Mm -hmm. seeing it or talking to someone that can give you either advice or is just there Mm -hmm. to sit and listen to you. I think that's really important Mm -hmm. because if you're just head down working and working and you're not looking up, Mm -hmm. you're not reevaluating what your results are looking like. Because mm-hmm. sometimes if you're focused 100%. too much and you're four months down, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, if I just looked up two months ago, I could have changed that course and realized what kind of problems mm-hmm. are coming up
2: and making that yeah. not happen. Right. I mean, to add to that, like I it might sound that I'm super crazy and, um, you know, like that. a very perfectionist. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do have a friend who actually like, you know, been with me at the very beginning. Like he's, he's really good at business. Like I think this is also one thing that I want to add. Like, you know, if you have like, People around you, you know, like, you know, someone who's good at business, who good at laws, who good at, you know, PR whatever, grab them. Exactly. Like, you know I had this friend like Colin he's like I know that he's good with like business plan I'm like Colin I'm gonna give I'm gonna present you my business plan for Summer Space Studio at the end of January and you're gonna listen to me and give me feedback exactly and he was like, I love this I'm not, yeah I'm like you know I'm gonna schedule the time with you and then I'm gonna run through the numbers and like my research and everything and go on to that so grab whoever you know like <laughs> yeah. if you don't know marketing grab whoever's like you think is good at marketing and pitch to them and like tell them your ideas and yes like you know being a solo entrepreneur entrepreneur all the time. I talk to myself, Oh, is this a good idea? No, maybe it's not. I have to think about this. I have to think about. no, talk it out. You know, yeah. exactly. And it's good that like you you two creating this community where you can just spouse an idea of each other. Like, Hey, do you want to talk, listen to me about this idea that I have? What do you think? Like, why do you think it doesn't work? But then like, you know, if just one person say that it's not working, it doesn't mean it doesn't work. Exactly. So maybe it's not for that person. You have to find a reason to that you like you know hold dear that you think is going to work and then you know work the content around yeah i think that would be my advice
0: yeah <laughs> awesome. i love it okay we're gonna wrap up and one of our wrapping up questions is what is your favorite drink and what do
2: you watch when you're making paper flowers okay um since i make a lot of flowers so there's a lot of show that i killed um this pandemic <laughs> but um <laughs> I'm not a big drinker. Like, you know, I'm a lightweight. I kept telling myself that I'm a sheep date. But like one thing like, you know, getting me really far. But, you know, all the drinks that I love, I, I love apparel spritz and I love uh, mascal mule. That's, mm, uh, do I, I pronounce it right? Mascal mm-hmm. mule. Yeah. Yep. So that's two drinks that I love and the shows that I'm like totally in love is Chiss Creek. Oh, I'm yes. Like, yes, so good. <gasps> it's David. Yes. David. A little bit of Lexus.
1: Yes, <laughs>
2: so fun <laughs> they're so brilliant it's like you know I grew up with Home Alone right and like and she just you know turned everything around and be like this is Moira Rose like you know she's yes. not that mom from Home Alone yeah <laughs> so no, that's one show more other shows and like backgrounds like all Broadway soundtrack like Helmington or like you know Book of Mormon all Broadway's and yes. Disneys. that's my background all uh, times
0: I love that yeah. you live in New York you have access to all these amazing Broadway shows
2: yeah. Uh, no, we're so good, but it's so not bad that we can't bed. go. Yeah, <laughs> <normal time. laughs> we had a ticket to Hamilton. Oh, you god. we yeah. oh, had a ticket to Hamilton, yeah, and then it got canceled. Yeah. Yeah. So probably we were going. To- and then we had oh. to cancel, and now it's on Disney. And I'm like, you know, every day if I'm home alone, and my my husband's working nights, I'm putting Hamiltons on. Yeah. <me>. I, I learned so much about American history. Like, hey. like, you know, he's supposed to be presidents, John Adams, like, and then I like, you know, go back to like a rabbit hole watching John Adams show on Amazon, and like, yes. learn so much about American history. And my husband loves history, and he's like, okay, so this is Washington, and then this is da 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 da. So great, I learned so much. Uh, and my
0: <laughs> is very historically accurate. My husband was like, are they really accurate? Mm-hmm. He went and fact checked it, and he's like, yes.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> style Lynn Manuel Miranda he's so great and he's like I you know, know I again like a fan girl she's like you know he's an like author of Moanas yes. and oh so
0: amazing so. you guys I
2: love it oh my gosh and it yeah. was
0: so much fun chatting with you I think we could have chat on and on I'm fine. Mm-hmm. then I would have to edit and that would take up too much time
2: so we we to cut it, so cut it. <laughs> I know yeah I know the topic for next one I know the topic for next one is going to be time management
0: yes. <laughs> I think that would be a great how do you way. block
2: your time I know yeah. right <laughs> like when do you block your time to make flowers and and you know edit your website and design and take photos and yeah oh all my gosh stuff. yes all about lighting <laughs> 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 That's the best lighting yeah. thumbs light. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> mm-hmm. up
0: I know oh, well, thank you so much Poy. it was such yes. a pleasure chatting of with course. you Of course.
1: if you're looking for a way to support us please hit subscribe and write us a review we would appreciate it so much you can also support us as a patron on patreon.com your contribution would help us continue to create great content for you and the paperflower community